This is a podcast version of our YouTube video. Make sure to subscribe to Oddspeedy on all platforms so you don't miss any content. Now on with the show. Hello guys and welcome to Odds on La Liga. Four games to go and now we have three teams battling for La Liga title and this is a decisive weekend, 35th match day that we are going to analyze business as usual with Álvaro Romeo. Hi Álvaro. Hello Edu, how are you? I'm good, waiting for tonight's uh, Champions League game and also we are going to analyze this match day with you guys so leave a comment in the comment section or also ask any questions in this uh, live video to alvaro we will reply to your questions and remember that you will have the chance to win a 10 pound free bet with novibet and of course support us click on the like button if you enjoy our videos um subscribe to our channel of course and click on the bell to get all the notifications so alvaro let's start with the game not the best one, I have to say. We have on Friday, but an important one. Real Sociedad, Elche, important, especially for Elche, because they are now in the 19th position, so they are in relegation place after the defeat against Atlético de Madrid. They were this close to get a point, but they missed a penalty in the last minute. They were coming from good results, actually, a victory against Levante, a draw with Valladolid. But be careful if you think that Elche can get something out of uh, San Sebastián because despite the defeat of Real Sociedad against Huesca, Álvaro, Elche is terrible away, really bad. In the last 13 La Liga games, two draws, 11 defeats. That's why I tend to think that Real Sociedad will win also this game. Yes, if we made a hypothetical table of uh, away games and home games, Elche would be, all together with Valencia, one of those teams that, uh, you know, they would probably get definitely relegated if uh, you counted only what they did on the road. Look, the truth is that against Atletico, they were, bad. They were not bad. Uh, they lost only 1-0 and uh, Fidel missed the penalty in the last minutes of the game and they could have gotten a draw against the, the leader of La Liga. So Elche are not a terrible team, but I think that they are really suffering from something. Um, weeks ago, they got only one point out of nine in the games against Huesca, Valladolid and Osasuna. And this is costing them so much. This is killing them. Uh, when it comes to Real Sociedad, they are hanging to the fifth position. They are one point better than Villarreal. And in the weekend, they lost to Huesca. They lost to Huesca. So that tells you that Real Sociedad is not uh, as reliable as the teams that they've got above them in the table. I think that there are a couple of key things here that Villarreal, uh, sorry, Real Sociedad is... Uh, faltering from one thing Mikel Merino is not ready yet and uh, probably he is the best creative midfielder Real Sociedad has all together with David Silva who we happen to know that he is uh, experienced but uh, maybe he is a little bit little bit too old just to give consistency throughout the whole season so Mikel Merino was that creative spark that Real Sociedad had uh, and he is not featuring lately and Real Sociedad is uh, you know, missing him a lot. And uh, the other thing that I would like to flag here is that Mikel Oyarzabal, um, probably their best striker, uh, he has scored only three goals in the league in 2021. And this is something very unusual, number one, for Mikel Oyarzabal, and number two, uh, for Mikel Oyarzabal in the Real Sociedad background, environment, ecosystem and system, because he is normally a guy who is benefiting from uh, Real Sociedad's uh, 
high production of attacking football. So, yeah, I think that Merino and Oyarzabal, one of them not being, the other one not being at his best, is something that Real Sociedad is paying. So, for this game, I'm going to go for Real Sociedad winning the game. I think that they can do it this time, uh, basically because they lost against Huesca the other week, and uh, probably they want to bounce back as quick as possible. So, um, the Asian handicap of minus one for Real Sociedad is my favorite thing here. That doubles up your bet. Uh, but if you believe that Elche has a chance, uh, you should uh, consider as well the double chance. I always like to flag the the good the, the good values there. So the double chance for Elche is 260, but personally, I doubt it. Yeah, well, uh, 2.57 on Real Sociedad to win looks good odds, but uh, it's 1.58 actually. So we wish it would be that high. We have to go for Asian handicap. Minus one, as Alvaro said, to get uh, a return of at least uh, doubling up your money. Real Sociedad, huge favorites to beat Elche on the game we have on Friday, on Saturday. Another key game for the relegation battle, Alaves uh, Levante. Alaves, they lost 3-0 against Eibar in an awful game of uh, Callejas men. Actually, they were very good with uh, under Calleja. They were coming from a draw against Valencia, victories over Villarreal and Huesca. And now that defeat against Eibar, let's see how they bounce back against a team like Levante that right now, in this moment of the season, Alaves should win Álvaro because Levante, they are gone for a straight defeat, their last game, 2-0 defeat against Celta. I agree with you, Edu. Uh, I'm going to stick to the trajectories here, you know. Um, I was checking the odds uh, that we can find in Oddspedia website, that they are excellent, and also the statistics. And uh, Deportivo Alaves uh, haven't lost in their last four games. Uh, and Levante have lost four matches in a row. So you can see there that there are opposing trajectories. And uh, uh, at this stage of the season, I think that Levante is not very needed. They got, how many? 38 points, right? They are not mathematically um, saved, but uh, I would say that they are very, very close to it. In fact, uh, my bet here will be if Levante doesn't get any more points in the league, they will still be fine. But anyway, since we are not betting on that, I will tell you that uh, Levante has not managed to score in the last three matches. Um, so maybe I'm going here for both teams to score because I think that it will be an oddity if Levante doesn't score for one more game. Uh, that pays only 183. So the, that I want. It's good enough, in my opinion. That pays 216. Let's don't forget that this team under Calleja, they are improving, as you well said. And um, some players have been recovered for this adventure of staying in Primera División, the likes of Lucas Pérez, for example. The Asian handicap of minus 1.75, sorry, minus 0 0.75 for Alaves is something I fancy even better. Let me explain it very quickly. If Alaves wins by two, you win. If Alaves wins by one, you get half a win, and if they draw, you lose. But since I believe that Alaves are more needed, and therefore they are going to go for this game with a, a bigger energy, I'm going to back Alaves to win, and even to win by a little margin. Mm -hmm. The normal thing is a home victory, but be careful, be aware of that defeat against Eibar and how Alaves uh, bounce back and react uh, with this Crucial game against uh, Levante for the relegation battle and crucial game and the best game. Well, we have two great games actually in this match day. Barça Atletico, third against the first one. 
Wow, this is uh, almost uh, the title of La Liga will be played at uh, Camp Nou, like some years ago. Barcelona coming from a victory 2-3 against Valencia, but remember that the last game at home was a shocking defeat, 1-2 against Granada. No one could see that. Whereas Atletico de Madrid, they are getting lately the results, three victories in the last four games without conceding goals, which is important for them when they win because they lost against Atletic. But they are not convincing. Alvaro, let's remember that last uh, in the reverse picture, Atletico won 1-0. It's important also for the if they have the same points at the end of the season. What do you expect here? Barcelona, of course, huge favourites, but also I have to say that Barcelona, they've been failing in every single big game this season. Uh, almost, uh, because they managed to win only one important game this season. Copa del Rey. Uh, Copa in the Copa del Rey, yes, exactly. In the second leg against, against Sevilla. But uh, yeah, I, I, I am aware of that, and I think that Barcelona are fallible. Uh, Atletico as well. Let's don't forget it. Look, uh, here I think that what happened in the in the reverse fixture, uh, it is important because obviously Atletico de Madrid will like to keep that head-to-head advantage with Barcelona. But the teams have changed so much since that uh, time because Barcelona is probably uh, point-wise the best team in La Liga's second half, and Atletico was the first, the best team in La Liga's first half. Um, but they haven't been consistent enough. Uh, when it comes to Atletico de Madrid, the other day, as I said uh, during the Elche odds, uh, Atletico managed to get the three points, but let's not forget that Fidel missed the penalty. Uh, and, you know, Atletico could have drawn against Elche. Uh, that would have been a disastrous scoreline. Uh, result, sorry, after losing uh, at Atletic Bilbao's ground. Um, I think that the team, little by little, are recovering important players. Luis Suárez, he looked a little bit sharper against Elche the other day. Uh, Marcos Llorente is still scoring, and he's going to be, in my opinion, the biggest threat that Atletico can put in place altogether with Yannick Carrasco, who happens to be playing very well again. Uh, a little note about Marcos Llorente. This is a player that, uh, when Real Madrid signed him, he seemed to be a holding midfielder, somebody who... Mm-hmm could actually, actually help Casemiro. And now he has contributed to, in, to more than 10 goals in La Liga. And, uh, you know, this is the kind of midfielder that, uh, with these stats, he will be very highly regarded in a country like Germany, for example. And I think that uh, the Spanish national team should uh, make sure that Marcos Llorente has a place in the team. Uh, when it comes to Barcelona, it's unbelievable uh, the amount of chances that they shoot themselves in their own foot. Did you see the goal? The other day that they considered against Valencia in that corner kick where Lenglet lost completely the marking. Well, this has been a constant thing that Barcelona this season. The amount of mistakes that they do in defense, they pretty much invalidate them to, to be candidate for anything. The thing is that then, uh, up front, more or less, uh, Griezmann has uh, stepped up. In fact, he has scored in the last five, uh, five goals in the last five league games. And Lionel Messi... It's uh, back to his scoring levels, more or less, uh, despite him missing a penalty the other day. So for this game, I find it a little bit difficult to find the odds here or the favorable or the uh, profitable odds. But I found these ones. For example, I like the first half draw here. That pays 230. Uh, That's a possibility that I see happening with Atletico staying tight in defense at the beginning. Uh, Barcelona to win alone... uh, Paying the 191, it's something that I would recommend for those who want to make what they think it is a sure bet and maybe put more than one dollar in it. 
Uh, and I'm going to keep for the ACA the both teams to score things because I believe that Atletico de Madrid, they have some power going forward and Barcelona at home normally they score and at the same time they are very leaky defensively. So, uh, yeah, my favorite bet, bet for this game will be definitely the first half throw and as I say, that pays 230. But I don't know, uh, this is a game that uh, is a title decider and I don't know what's going to uh, impose itself, either the fear of losing or the hunger to win it. I think actually the draw in general is a very good bet, around four. And if we go for Atletico double chance, uh, we have odds uh, both uh, two. So it's also a good option. Vivica is telling us that Atletico will be very good defensive. So I see them winning. Actually, I think the odds are quite unfair for Atletico. I see them yes. getting something from Camno. And Idris is flagging something... Uh, that has been controversial in Spain in the last days. I would love to see the result of Barca versus Atletico after the meeting in Messi's home. They had a barbecue when it's not allowed with a lot of uh, players in Messi's garden. Of course, in Messi's garden, you can put uh, two football teams together and it's not the right thing to do in this time of COVID. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's see what happens in the Camp Nou. Of course, uh, Barcelona can get into the first place if they win and Real Madrid don't beat Sevilla. Atletico, they can lose the first spot even if they draw. So it's going to be very, very interesting what happened in this match day. Probably the one that ends up leading the table at the end of this weekend has a lot of options for sure to hold the title. We will analyze later Real Madrid-Sevilla. It's going to be played on Sunday before we have on Saturday also Cadiz, Huesca and Cadiz completely saved. Salvation granted after beating Granada away. Hands off for Álvaro Cervera, actually the coach. Uh, no mm. one thought that last season they were going to be promoted and they are going to stay one season more in Primera. Whereas Huesca, they will need to fight and fight to get the salvation, but they stepped, uh, they made a really Huge step by beating Real Sociedad 1-0. Maybe now Álvaro Huesca can benefit from Cádiz uh, relax, relaxation after uh, getting the salvation or not really? Uh, I think that Huesca is going, to, is going to show that they are more needed in this game. Cádiz, as you said before, they have already reached the threshold of 40 points, which normally uh, that means that you, you get an automatic uh, passport uh, to stay in Primera División for, for another year. Uh, Cádiz uh, did well enough last weekend, beating Granada with a goal from Sobrino. Uh, that 1-0 will keep them in the Primera División. Not mathematically yet, uh, because I think that there are some variables that could go against them. But yeah, they are arithmetically, they are pretty much safe. And uh, the manager, Álvaro Cervera, celebrated the other day uh, because he knew that the team is going to stay in Primera División another year. And this is very important for the finances of the club. Uh, for this game, the bookmakers make Huesca favorite. Uh, I believe that this is uh, down to the fact that uh, they need the points more. Um, and uh, I think that Huesca, they have improved uh, under Pacheta. Uh, we've spoken about this in the past, but against Real Sociedad, they took it to a different level. Uh, Pacheta, the manager, said that uh, they had done their most uh, complete all-round game of the season. And it's difficult to disagree with that. Um, keeping Real Sociedad without scoring, scoring one goal uh, in a difficult game for, with, against Real Sociedad, who are fighting to, uh, to keep the fifth spot 
on the table. This, this is very good from by Wesker. And now they've got a couple of good chances ahead of them. Look, uh, they are playing Cadiz this weekend, and then they are playing Athletic Club Bilbao. I'm not saying that playing against teams, these teams is easy, but Cadiz and Athletic Club Bilbao, if they are playing for something now, it's just uh, for their pride, really, because they, they don't have a lot to play for. Uh, then Wesker's end of the season calendar can be a little bit more tricky against Betis or against Valencia, right? Because Valencia, they are still not safe and Betis, they want to uh, finish fifth on the table. But I'm going to follow a little bit the bookmakers here. They make Huesca slightly favorite and I'm going to follow that. And I'm going to say that Huesca to win away is something that I do like here, that, play, that pays 225. But the real value the real value, and this is a little bit speculative because Huesca, when they win, they don't win by a big margin. But let's say that they win by two goals, for example, right? An Asian handicap minus one. That pays 3.52. Why? I disagree, really, because I think uh, odds for Huesca are too low, actually. They haven't shown that they are a better team than Cadiz, but you are right, Alvaro. Cadiz can be relaxed. Huesca, they need the points. That's why probably the bookies give uh, Huesca lower odds. Let's see if they can beat uh, Cadiz at the Carranza. They are not great, actually, this season at home. They are better away. And the last game we have on Saturday is Athletic Osasuna. Athletic uh, maybe is now the judge of uh, La Liga yes. because they were able to beat Atlético de Madrid in their last home game. They beat Sevilla away with Iñaki Williams scoring. The winner, so after the Copa del Rey final, actually two victories, two draws. They want to end the season in the best way possible and maybe this is another victory at home against Osasuna, a team that they've done their job and they lost against Real Madrid and Celta recently, so maybe we can go here for Athletic to win or maybe a draw. What do you think? Well, in the odds, uh, there is a little bit of uh, generosity for Athletic Club Bilbao, I would say, because if they win, mm -hmm. uh, you only get, uh, well, you get 183. Uh, I believe that they are not that favorite against Osasuna, really. This is a derby, let's don't forget it. But the truth is that Athletic Club Bilbao uh, they have recovered already from losing two cup finals and they, they saw that against Atletico de Madrid and they saw that against Sevilla. I was very impressed in both games, but especially against Sevilla. And I tell you why. Uh, I, in my opinion, Sevilla deserved at least to get a draw. But Unai Simon, the goalkeeper, did a couple of uh, terrific saves to prevent Sevilla from scoring. But all that said, Let's not forget that Athletic Club Bilbao lost Raul Garcia against Sevilla in the middle of the game. Uh, Dani Garcia, one of their best midfielders, is out. Ander Kappa is out for the rest of the season. And Iker Muniain hasn't been playing. Neither Yuri Bertice, who is the best fullback of Athletic Club Bilbao. So, I'm talking about many absentees for Athletic Club Bilbao lately. And they have been playing with some youngsters. One of them being Iñaki Williams' brother, Nico Williams, who scored against Sevilla, by the way, but the goal was cancelled. Okay. But, uh, you know, they are playing with uh, some youngsters like Sancet, Morcillo, uh, Nico Williams, and these guys, they are performing in top games. Let's not forget that Sevilla and Atletico de Madrid, they were playing the Champions League a month or two months ago, and they managed to show uh, competitiveness against them. So, I agree with you. I think that Athletic Club Bilbao can be the judge uh, of this league. They are still yet to play against Real Madrid. Let's not forget that. So... Osasuna, they are carrying through the feats since they got the 40 points. I believe that they made a tremendous effort between February and March to get a collection of points that nobody expected. And it's uh, pretty 
understandable that they have decompressed a little bit after reaching 40 points. So I'm going for the following in this game. I think that the both teams to score market is a nice one, 230. Um, it's a decent value, that one. The Asian handicap of minus one for Athletic Club Bilbao is what I like here. That pays 261, though. And uh, this can be my favorite for this game. Or another market that I suggest you give it a think to is the Athletic Club Bilbao winning the first half, which is something that this team is capable of doing because they can put a lot of intensity from the beginning. That pays 260. So they see a handicap minus one at the end of the game. Athletic Club Bilbao winning the first half. Basically, they are paying equivalent amounts, and those are my favorite bets. Then let's move on to Sunday's games, starting with Getafe Eibar. We've been saying this uh, like uh, for weeks, but if Getafe win this game, maybe they get the salvation, or finally they will get the salvation in their hand. They lost against Villarreal when I expected at least to from them to get something there. Four points above relegation. Remember that they were able to beat Huesca in a massive win only a couple of weeks ago. But at home, they are struggling. Three draws, one defeat in their last uh, four home games. And now they are, well, playing against the bottom team of the table who got a victory 3-0 against Alaves. Kike scored a hat-trick, breaking a run of 15 La Liga games without a victory. Here, now or never for Getafe. Uh, Alvaro and the odds are not that bad, actually, 2.25. Not that bad, but who can trust Getafe right now? It's difficult to trust Getafe, but... It's more difficult to trust Teibar. That's the thing. Exactly. You know, it, despite what they did last weekend with Kike Garcia scoring, by the way, a hat-trick, has to be said and has to be remembered. This man has been basically carrying all the, all the, scoring, all the scoring burden for, for Eibar during the season. And uh, yeah, full praise for, for the man. You know, I think that he's been doing very well. Uh, Getafe doesn't have great scorers this season either. Uh, Angel Rodriguez and Jaime Mata, they have scored five each. Kike García has scored 12 for Eibar. That tells you a little bit the story. If Eibar had another player who could contribute with a couple of goals, they could be much better. They could be much better. But anyway, for this game, I think I'll Getafe to win. Um, it's all right. That pays 225. And personally, I think that this is more likely to happen than Eibar winning. Um, but I... Put my eyes in some other markets here. For example, the both teams to score market since Getafe plays at home and they will be obliged to attack. And Eibar, they have scored three goals in the last game. Uh, the both teams to score market is something that I wouldn't discard. I think that this is more likely to happen than the opposite because I don't think that Sevilla can, do, uh, sorry, that Eibar can do with a draw here. I think that they need a win because this is one of the fixtures, doable fixtures that they've got ahead. So I can see Eibar attacking and pressing high the way they used to do it when they were a good team. And Getafe, of course, playing at home. They have to take their chances or at least to create chances. So both teams to score 240 is something that I like here. And there is another market, Edu, and I know that you will like this one, that has to be flagged here. The over 5.5 yellow cards in the game. I mean, Getafe and Eibar are teams that if the, the game gets aggressive, they will get aggressive. And since they are facing a critical situation, both of them, I think that at some point their dirtiest, scruffiest face version can show up. And the over 5.5 cards, I find it by no means something very easy to, ha easy to happen. So 
Dark Page 215, and this is my strange odd of the weekend. It's not bad, actually. <laughs> Seeing this is not bad at all. We will see it's going to be uh, an afternoon of uh, nervous in La Liga with this Getafe Eibar and then Valencia Valladolid. There were big team news with Valencia. Javi Gracia was sacked. Uh, he presented his uh, resigning, resigning letter some months ago, like six months ago, actually. But now he's been sacked because uh, Valencia is only six points away from relegation after losing against Barca 2-3 and also because no one understands what is happening in Valencia as a club is very sad actually and be careful because they are facing Valladolid a team that also forgot how to win no victories in the last seven games four consecutive draws the last one against Betis and draw by draw they are not going to get saved they need to win a couple of uh, games and they have a very difficult calendar so be careful with Valladolid going down they are going to face uh, Villarreal, Real Sociedad and Atlético de Madrid so also Álvaro for Valladolid this is a doable game but uh, Valencia at home they are not a bad team even despite their defeat against Barca of course. I know uh, if uh, we only counted the results at home Valencia would be in the comfortable part of the table, mid-table, uh, not much higher, but definitely um, in a better position than they are now. But uh, away, they've been very bad. But at home, they are all right. And against Barcelona, I didn't dislike Valencia. Uh, it has happened to me throughout the season a lot that I think that they, they can play good football. I think that there is uh, an imbalance between how good the left side of the team is and how bad the right side of the team is uh, when it comes to attacking with Gaia and uh, Gonzalo Guedes being able to produce something on the left, but uh, they've got the right wing where nobody actually is capable of, uh, you know, uh, getting to the line and send the cross. Uh, Musa at the beginning of the season was one of those players that I thought that he could be important for Valencia and he plays on the right, but then he disappeared from the lineups. And I think that this has been the story of Javi Gracia at Valencia. Uh, there were some players at the beginning of the season that you could say, all right, maybe Valencia, they haven't done the signings that Javi Gracia wanted, but Kangin Lee and Musa, they are very promising prospects and Valencia should use them, you know. And uh, Javi Gracia, they haven't gotten the, he hasn't, uh, he hasn't got the, the best of these players. So I can understand why he was sacked. The team uh, lead, uh, looked a little bit dispirited. Uh, all these things said, mm, a player like uh, Carlos Soler, for example, is not an equivalent case of Marcos Llorente, but uh, I take off my hat with this guy because he's playing mm -hmm. in a central role and he has uh, hit already pretty much double figures if you put together assists and goals. Again, maybe this is not something that in Spain we value a lot because we like uh, maybe another type of midfielders, but uh, in a country like Germany, uh, a player like Carlos Soler will be highly rated. So, Valencia, they haven't won in their last six games. And Real Valladolid, they haven't won in the last eight games. Um, I think that I'm going to base on the quality here to, to take my bet. I think that Valencia is going to win because they are simply better. Uh, and if they win, they put the season to bed. Um, and Valladolid, uh, away record this season is so poor that I cannot trust them here at Mestalla. They have won only twice away this season. So Valencia to win, I like it, 2-10. And another one, which is slightly more speculative, I know, a clean sheet for Valencia, that pays 262. But at the same time, I am absolutely sure that the, the, play, the players will like to please the new 
interim manager, well, new. He, he has been an interim manager six times, but with Voro, Valencia has always performed commendably. So I'm going to go for a clean sheet for Valencia for a very professional display from them, a clean sheet for them that pays 262. <laughs> Valladolid, the team with most draws in this uh, La Liga season, 16. And as we said, Valencia is strong at home, 11th in the table, only if they played uh, at Mestalla. Well, the odds 2.10. If someone fancies the victory of Valencia or a draw, if someone uh, fancies that, it's 3.3. Then let's move on to an interesting game and difficult to predict, in my opinion, in La Ceramica, Villarreal, Celta. Maybe we can see goals here, but this is difficult to predict, especially because Villarreal is playing in Europe on Thursday. They are playing a massive game at the Emirates, uh, despite their European... Um, Games, they were able to beat Getafe in the last game with a lot of rotation from Unai Emery. Jeremy Pino was the one scoring the winner, whereas Celta, they are getting better in the last games. They beat Levante, they beat Osasuna at home. And another team that uh, want to end the season in a good place, Alvaro, but it's kind of a roller coaster. It's very difficult to predict uh, Celta and also Villarreal, two teams very difficult to predict, I think, right now. I know, and uh, Celta has almost nothing to play for. And uh, there is a question uh, here in our our chat about uh, whether the teams who are safe uh, won't give the hundred percent uh, in the remaining games of La Liga. And uh, I think that uh, if we explain it like that, it sounds uh, very bad. And uh, but the truth is that uh, there is a, a massive difference in energy and in uh, the passion you put in the game if you're already safe. And uh, we have seen that with Osasuna, uh, we have seen that with Levante, and Celta has benefited from that because Celta, at the end of the day, uh, let's don't forget, uh, Celta beat uh, these two teams that I talk about uh, in the last two games, Levante and Osasuna. Uh, Celta, they somehow, they can still think that Europe is possible, even though it's very difficult to think that they will qualify for the Conference League next season, right? But uh, this is a team that uh, they play attacking football. Mm, when they feel that uh, there is an opportunity ahead of them, they've got a certain level of dangerosity uh, when it comes to the opponent's box. Uh, but this time they are playing against Villarreal. And Villarreal is a team that is stepping up a little bit at the end of the season again, like they did last season, you know? Uh, they are eyeing... Uh, European football, they are eyeing their first trophy in their history, apart from the Intertoto Cups uh, that they won at the turn of the century. Um, and uh, this is a team Villarreal that is so used to playing Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday again, that I don't think that this is even a factor for them anymore. For example, against Getafe, there was no need to use Gerard Moreno to win the game. It was the youngster, Jeremy Pino who scored the goal in Esquetafe. So, uh, you know, there are players who are ready to step up, to come up from the bench and to show Unai Emery that they, they want to, to be important uh, for the yellow submarine. So, uh, this time I'm going to back Villarreal to win. That uh, doubles up your bet. Uh, and I also like the over three goals market here. Uh, that I find it very appealing. That is 245. Celta is very happy going forward. Villarreal, pretty much the same. So, I can see having more than three three goals in this game. Idris is right. Any uh, slip of Villarreal will give Betis a chance to overtake them in the table. Betis playing on Monday. And remember that no one 
wants to play, I think, the Conference Cup. So they will put all the effort in these uh, last four games to qualify at least for the Europa League. Villarreal still can qualify for the Champions League if they are able, of course, to win the Europa League. And on Sunday, the last game in the evening at Valdebebas, Real Madrid-Sevilla. Real Madrid will be extremely tired, I'm sure, after the game they have tonight in Stamford Bridge because the Zidane is going to put everything there and we know how our Real Madrid strength right now in this moment of the season. So <laughs> many players are either injured or recovering. The last one injured is uh, Rafa Baran. The thing is that the best thing that this Real Madrid uh, have right now, Alvaro, is that they are not conceding goals. In yeah. the last four La Liga games, no goals conceded. Only one goal in the last six, and it was in El Clásico. You are always tipping right, actually, Real Madrid uh, with the clean sheet or not conceding goals, probably. Although Dani Fisicula would argue that uh, Courtois is right now the best goalkeeper in Europe. And he's saving Real Madrid many times. And Sevilla, they lost the train of La Liga. They lost against uh, Athletic. We just said it. They were in a really good form. Uh, they lost, remember also, the reverse fixture in the Sanchez-Pizjuan. In a moment of the season when Real Madrid was going down, even we were, they were talking about uh, Zidane getting sacked. Real Madrid was able to beat uh, Sevilla de Sanchez-Pizjuan. So, what do you expect here, Álvaro? Not many goals. Uh, well, yeah, I agree with you. Not many goals. I would like to say hello to and thank you to Red Ram, one of uh, our listeners, because he is uh, praising us for our uh, odds and our bets. Uh, I love the signing, by the way, like you, Red Ram. Exactly, exactly. Great movie. Let's talk about Real Madrid Sevilla. I am fully with you here. I think that. Sometimes I have a little bit of a tendency to, to go for the both teams to score. Here, no, no way. I've got no in capital letters. I tell you why. Because Real Madrid has been defensively so solid. Uh, and at the same time, Julian Lopetegui can be slightly conservative. And this is going to play in the favor of Real Madrid. Uh, the thing with Lopetegui is that if he is conservative against, conservative against Real Madrid on Sunday, that would be unacceptable. Because Sevilla can only win to believe that, or to keep the belief that they can still win the title if they draw or if they lose. They are out. I believe that what happened to Sevilla against Athletic Club Bilbao last Monday was a huge blow because Sevilla was having a great run and they were playing against Athletic Club Bilbao. Let's not forget, Athletic Club Bilbao uh, had won only twice at Sevilla in the league in the last 28 years. Athletic Club Bilbao beat them in 93. And in 2011, when Marcelo Bielsa was Athletic Bilbao manager, well, in 2021, this Athletic Club Bilbao, with uh, plenty of uh, youngsters, because the best players were in the sidelines, beat them. And I think that Sevilla deserve at least to get a draw against Athletic Club Bilbao. Don't get me wrong. But they are still lacking from a player who can actually make the difference in the big moments. Lucas Ocampos tries. He tried it in a bicycle kick, but that didn't work for him. And Nesiri is going through a little bit of a patchy form. Uh, Luke de Jong, when he comes from the bench, he's not delivering. And I think that Papu Gómez, he tried a lot, but he's still settling down a little bit at Sevilla. So, Sevilla is not a power force when they go forward, when they go to score goals. So that's why I'm going to back Real Madrid to win, to start with. That pays 2-12, uh, irrespective of the consequences of the game against Chelsea. And a win to nil for Real Madrid is something I fancy a lot here. 
that pays uh, 370 and uh, it will follow pretty much a trend that is happening lately. Real Madrid is barely conceding goals and let's not forget that maybe Varane is out, all right, fine, but Militao, Nacho, have stepped up wow. uh, and, uh, and th these are players who have given Real Madrid an unvaluable solidity. And Ramos is uh, back. He probably will perform uh, tonight. Colchoneros is saying that uh, I think Sevilla felt the pressure of everyone thinking they could win the title. That is probably true, actually. Uh, yes. Well, they are out of the race. Um, remember, we are talking a lot about that uh, Chelsea-Real Madrid that we are going to see tonight. And after Chelsea-Real Madrid, we are going to have another live video with you, Álvaro, and with Dani Fisichella analyzing the final that we are just going to know the two rivals and of course that game Chelsea Real Madrid that is going to be very interesting we have a video of course about the Champions League and Alvaro also predicted their Real Madrid to win let's see if he's right I really hope so so let's see the other game we have on Monday Betis uh, Granada Betis still of course they have uh, something to play for they are seventh right now so qualify for that uh, competition that UEFA created for absolutely nothing and they are <laughs> draw uh, run five straight draws a team that didn't draw at the end of the season at the beginning of the season and now they face Granada difficult also to predict uh, Granada they are able to beat Barca but they lost at home against uh, Cadiz not an easy one to predict this one Alvaro especially because the odds for Betis a team that again is very difficult to trust, Is uh, are very low, 1.83. Yeah, but this is something that has been happening throughout the season. I think Granada has had less trust than they actually deserve this season. I don't know what to, what to put it down to, but the truth is that if the phrase you are defying the odds uh, was ever created, was for a team like Granada. Uh, they've been doing very well this season and what they did beating Barcelona the other day, was uh, a display of uh, know-how. Look, Betis, they could return to Europe to Europe this week. Uh, for that, they have to beat Granada and they have to make sure that Athletic Club Bilbao and Celta don't reach 45 points this weekend. Okay, So Athletic has to... Yeah, uh, I explain it like this. If Athletic and Celta don't get 45 points this weekend and... Uh, Betis wins, they are in Europe, in the Conference League. Maybe they don't want to be there, but they are in Europe. And this is big for the team. Eh? Let's don't forget that they made an investment. They made sure that they uh, they did their best to keep their best players this summer. Uh, Fekir, Canales, those are players that, uh, you know, they are uh -huh. interesting for, for any, any club. And they, they kept them. So I think that this time, Betis is going to win. I am fully aware of the threat that Granada can present. But uh, Betis is playing for something more than Granada this time. Uh, Betis are coming at the back of six throws in a row. That's a lot. That's a lot. I don't see that happening again. Seven straight uh, throws. So I'm going to go for both teams to score in this game. That pays 185. Uh, Betis to win. Yeah, it, you get a similar value, 183. Maybe, maybe a value that I like here is the under two goals market because I think that. Uh, We've seen Betis sometimes struggling to score, maybe because their, their uh, main strikers are not uh, hitting the numbers that are expected. So the under two goals market, 288, that can be kind of all right. But if you want to find something nice here, it could be the Asian handicap. I think that you can get a good return for your money if you trust Betis. The Asian handicap minus one, 
for Betis that pays 255. And let's not forget that Granada is rather a leaky team for all the praise we're giving them. It's true that Granada sometimes they are too happy defensively. And uh, at the stages during the season, they've been the, the team that has conceded more goals. Raymond is telling us uh, both teams to score, and Idris is saying Betis to win. Alvaro, do not complicate your life. <laughs> we will see on, we will but, see on Monday. Edu, but th this is what's happening this season. Uh, Granada doesn't get the, the, the trust they deserve. Idris, think about it. They've been in the, in the Europa League uh, quarterfinals and they beat Barcelona the other day. We have to be a little bit cautious when we assess Granada's games because they, they have been unpredictable. I give you that. But they have been a good team as well. Same as Betis. Really, really unpredictable yeah. the, the whole season despite the good players they have. Then, Alvaro, all 10 games explain, analyze. We have a lot of tips. Let's see the ACA for this uh, week. Yeah, I pick a strange one. I try to forget a little bit about the title deciding games because I think that these are, uh, you know, a little bit unpredictable. So I'm going for the following. I think that an Asian handicap minus one for Real Sociedad against Elche. Uh, in the Barcelona Atletico, I didn't go for the result at all. I went for the both teams to score. Cadiz Huesca, Huesca to win away. And in the Getafe Eibar, I picked the over 5.5 cards. Uh, that together pays 16.83. Okay, we will write it down in the description of this video. Also, your ACA with the odds. Then, Alvaro, thank you very much. Thanks, everyone, also, for being uh, with us. And you can still leave a comment below, of course, and have the chance to win that £10 free bet with Novibet. And click on the like video, on the like button if you enjoy our videos. Subscribe to our channel and click on the bell, of course, to get all the notifications whenever we do a live video, like, again, tonight after Chelsea-Real Madrid. And if you want to listen to our videos in a podcast, way you can also do it we have a podcast for you so alvaro let's see each other later and also remember we have four la liga games more match days more so next week we are back okay thank you